0: Hi, my name is Mona and you're listening to Modern Careers, the podcast about the endless options available to you today to shape your own career path. I'm going to chat to inspiring people from tech entrepreneurs to creative freelancers and everything in between about how they got to a stage and their working life that lots of people dream of, but not many actually reach. Having a career you love instead of a job that pays the bills. You're listening to episode number one, which, strictly speaking, actually is the second episode. So if you haven't listened to episode zero, then you can go back and see how this podcast could change your life. How you know you have what it takes to become an entrepreneur and what really makes a rewarding, successful career. Spoiler alert, that might mean something completely different to you than it does to any other person.
1: I think being successful in a startup is entirely different than being successful in a corporate company. I think mean, everyone knows that and um, it's, you've got to be like, more than committed. You've got, to, you've got to acknowledge the fact that, you know, you're not really going to have a life um, for, for a while. You'll see your friends occasionally, you've got to make quite, quite a few big sacrifices, you know.
0: Making these type of sacrifices is not for everyone. But how do you know that you're the right type of person to succeed in the fast-paced and risky startup environment? In this episode, I'm chatting to Henry, who joined his best friend Ed with his idea of an app that could change the food and drinks industry for the better.
1: So, yeah, we basically run a, um, a food and drink discounting app that um, uh, gives people the chance, when they want to, to give back to charities fighting homelessness. Uh, in whatever community they're in. So at the moment, we we'll started it in Oxford and then uh, we're now in Manchester, Liverpool, Cambridge.
0: The idea is a simple but really clever one. It's a common issue for restaurants that they're busy in the evenings and on weekends but less so at other times. The D-Lab app helps independent venues to fill their restaurants at off-peak times by offering discounts on food and drinks. And if customers want to give back to their community as a result of them saving money, the app facilitates that as well. And Henry in Henry and Ed's words, deals doing good. Unsurprisingly, customers and restaurants alike are excited, which is why the two have been able to add new venues and cities to their app. But starting a business straight out of uni with your best friend, is that a good idea? And in the app business, where design, functionality, and user experience is key, how do you find the right developers? And finally, what is the one key thing that separates the people who beat the odds? from the ones who fail before the app has even launched. Henry's got a lot of thoughts about all these things. But let's start with the very first conversation Henry and Ed had, arguably at an unusual place, about starting a business together.
1: we were at Glastonbury Festival. <laughs> and uh, Ed came up to me and went, oh yeah, and no, I've got this sort of thing in the bag, like pipeline, that." I'm thinking on and working on and you know I, I think it could be quite cool um I was wondering you know if you if you want to have a look at it after <laughs> after Glastonbury festival and I was like oh yeah that sounds pretty good and I just got rejected from Red Bull to get um one of their jobs in in the marketing department and I was I was pretty furious actually because I'd worked really hard for them for two and a half years and I got told that I was going to work for them and I was you know really looking forward to it um which is a blessing in disguise really and then I think he thought that I wasn't going to pull him up on that after Glastonbury because, you know, it was midway through, I don't know, listening to some, I don't know, ridiculous music or whatever in like Shangri-La and then, um, yeah, and then he sent me through like some sort of like pit, like some sort of business deck that he'd been working on and then I sort of, you know, refined it and um, we came up with like, you know, good ideas and stuff like that and then, yeah, I mean, he had been in Oxford sort of doing the preliminary stuff on it and then I sort of jumped in, and from there, really, we just sort of kept on backing and forth you know, about stuff. And, yeah, then I moved to Oxford and got it going, really. Yeah.
0: So I'm just trying to picture this. So, Glastonbury's over, you look at the deck, you were like, well, I'll just do this. Yeah. <laughs> and you got here. When What was the point when it got serious, or we, when you were thinking in your head, well, I want, do I want to do this full time?
1: Yeah, yeah, so it, start, it kind of started as a side project. I mean, all these things do. You know, you just think, I was, you know, I was talking to Ed about it and I was like, oh, yeah, we'll just see how this runs for the next two months. And you know, if it doesn't come to anything, it doesn't come to anything. And then I started basically, the, the moment I started realizing was I was going around, uh, I was like, right, I'm going I'm to start going around restaurants and asking them if this is a viable product um, for us to for us to work with. And restaurants were going, oh, yeah, that's actually a really great idea, um, you know. Other companies, big companies like Groupon and Vouchcloud and all these things sort of really ostracise us in the market. And, um, they don't do anything for us and this sounds like something that is really sort of flexible, something that we, that we like. And so um, it was around then, I would say I'd say mid-June, late July, sorry, late July, cause mid, mid-June was week. so late July, after around a month of work for it, I was like, right, I think this may have legs and I'm just going to chuck the kitchen sink at it. Um, with no prior experience, really, in, in startup. But yeah, I just still go for it.
0: The thing Henry is touching on here is market research. The more you can do, the better. The key, asking the right questions to the right people. Often, would you buy this? Yes? No? It's not enough. Getting to the deeper problems people are facing, such as independent, smaller restaurants, not appearing on overcrowded discount sites and discount sites, not being the best user experience for millennial customers, it's where you get the real insights. But even if you've done this research, you can never really be sure whether an idea will work. So who do you go to to get some honest feedback on whether your idea could lead to a viable and profitable business? Henry again.
1: Um, until we met Gary Frank, who we'll talk about um, in a set, um, we really had no assistance from any of these guys. I mean, it was literally us two on our own. Even uh, Ed's dad, who's, who's Quite like a successful business and doesn't didn't really give us any help. You know, it was just us two. And we kind of really needed some guidance. So we had so we had sort of money from them um, to about six or seven investors, um, who were great. I mean, these guys don't give you money unless unless they think that the thing's going to tick. So so, that's that's always been a positive when we've gone out and raised. Um, and you always have real problems in your head. You think, God, this thing's never going to work. But you know, when you get a bit of money in the bank from someone. Oh, that's a really great feeling because, you know, they believe in your products as much as you believe in your products. And, you know, and if, if they believe in your products and these guys are big, successful businessmen who have made it and they, you know, think that your, I don't know, your, your business plan is pretty, is pretty good and your financial model is pretty good and you've got, you know, good, a good way to go, um, then that's great.
0: So talking to investors, no matter whether you actually need external funding or not, might be a good shout. Alternatively, there's other ways to get a mentor. Henry mentioned Gary, who's part of the Oxford-based FAB Accelerator. Henry and Ed joined the FAB programme, which took them through a step-by-step process of how to run a business. Here's the most important thing Henry learned throughout the process. I mean, obviously, in 12 weeks, you learn pretty so much, but if you had to summarise kind of one thing that, you know, shaped the D-Lab the most from that programme, do you know what it
1: would be? 100% structure. You know, I mean, even though I was living, you know, we were both living still out of our bags, you know, they really taught us um, how to compartmentalize sort of the the company and how to focus on specific things. Because, you know, when it's just two of you running things, you know, our, our whole days would be, you know, you'd have sort of like two, one or two main projects to do in that day. And you're like, I will finish these projects, but... You just have a barrage of stuff that comes at you every day. It still happens now, a stuff. Like, you know whether it's your whether it's my sales team coming at me the whole time. That's always that's always my issue, or for Ed whether it's Yahir, our developer and or, and that all, always happening with him. And so they really just taught us sort of how to focus entirely on particular projects at any one time, and that by doing that, it kind of like builds you know like building sort of Jenga or like building a bit of Lego. You know you need those bottom foundations, and then you can sort of go from there. So.
0: Tackling issues step-by-step step is a common technique for startups who try to solve big problems with small teams. Sometimes that's also referred to as sprints. For everyone who wants to know more about that, there's actually a good book called Sprint by Jake Flack, who takes you through how to solve a problem in one working week. Map out the goal on Monday, sketch your days on the Tuesday, and so on. Focusing on one thing at a time gives you the chance to find solutions that set your business up for the long term. But to be able to focus, Ed and Henry needed a team. And who you employ really early on can seriously determine where your business goes. I mean, I was going to ask about that kind of building your team because in a big company, obviously people care, but it's not their money that's on the table almost, you know, the money they raised. So what do you look in now that you've learned all this and people that you make your team? Yeah,
1: it's it's actually, you know what, it's actually everything actually everything i mean you know in a um in a big company a you know, place like red bull i mean i wasn't even a full-time member of staff or whatever but um you know you are literally a cog in the wheel and you can be replaced like just like that you know so um it's really hard actually to get the right people i mean we've had a few guys that we have thought were right but over time they just didn't really fit the mold um <laughs> And they're really good, they're good workers and stuff. And we've got other guys that, you know, aren't necessarily right now showing, um, aren't really doing that well, maybe in terms of performance, but they show a lot of potential. Um, And it's just, it's so important to get the right fit. I mean, like at the moment, Ed, Yahir and myself all work really, really well together. And, you know, a real good Triumvirate. Um, And we do know that we need to start delegating more because, you know, I I run, I manage, 250 restaurants across four cities and you know if you want to grow and you want to scale you know I'm gonna I'm gonna need to get a north on know north regional account manager or a south regional account manager and similarly we're gonna to need to get a marketing director because Ed and I just share the marketing responsibilities at the moment um, you know maybe an accountant um, I mean fortunately Ed's brother's an accountant which is quite good so we get that all done for um, and you're here needs uh, needs a new team so I think basically the way to answer that is, the process is very long and we put people on a real long probationary period um, and it's, less, it's really less about the performance, it's more about how they connect with you and if you feel like you can um, direct them um, properly in order to get the most out of them. Yeah.
0: Some really useful advice there. Select people by their potential and personal fit with the company, rather by the short-term results they might be able to achieve. And don't be afraid of testing the way they work with you through a probationary period. At the end of the day, it's your business that's at risk. And sometimes that means letting people go who don't contribute to the goal that you work so hard for.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, the, the hard times are really hard. Like, the thing is, you go, you go through real, you go through weeks and days of peaks and troughs, so... I'll have at least one day in the week where I'll just think, you know, it's all over.
0: It's all over. To make sure that didn't happen, Henry and Ed had one puzzle piece still missing. A piece that for a tech startup really is essential.
1: Anyone who listens to this, if you're thinking of going into, um, into tech, do not do anything at all until you find your own developer because um, they're like gold, I know they're like gold dust to find, but you know, the amount that you save on your costs, and you'd way rather give them equity because what they're adding to your company is tenfold. And time is money when you're, when you've, um, time is money, and money is time really when you've got consultants in the, in the development world because they, you know, it costs so much money to develop an app if you don't have your own developer. So, you know, in November we we're going through a really, like, really tough time, you know, we we're spending a lot, a lot of money, I mean, a lot of money, um, and it was kind of like, is this thing ever going to roll off the ground? I mean, there's some weird statistic, like 80% of apps never even make it to launch, um, first up, because, you know, they, people run out of money, because there's just really poor man management, and, you know, that's kind of what we were going through at that time, and then, Luckily we sort of put the put the blinkers out at Oxbridge both Oxford and Cambridge um, Computer Science departments and we've met this professor and professor of Oxford and he, he just said look you're actually um, you're far better off going to other universities to try and find your developers because Oxford and Cambridge um, students are very academic led they're not practical led so I then went back to Warwick and asked the professor and found you here who I was in the same year with, who got a double first at computer science, and we thought, yeah, I think you know, he, he could be all right, and he was just like, yeah, I actually have never learned titanium um, before, I don't know it, but I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that and build your app in a month, like from scratch, and we were like, yeah, that's, that's never gonna happen because of all these two, so but he did it, yeah, he he built, he he learnt a, a full code. Um, and and built our app in a month.
0: Finding someone who was right for the role required Henry to go back to his network from university, which is actually great advice for anyone looking for a partner. Often universities offer events and workshops where you can meet other people to work with, no matter whether you're the one with the right idea or the one with a specialist skill. And if you think about it, this is one of the advantages of starting something straight out of uni. You usually have a network of educated people across disciplines looking for work around you. And especially if they don't have any other job offers, they might be very keen to help you out and see where it goes. At a later stage in life, most of your contacts might have families, careers and other obligations that keeps them from taking a risk. A topic Henry had a lot to say about actually. Actually, that's a question I had, is um, for people being in uni now, considering, yeah. or even school, considering yeah. starting a business, um, many people go into big companies first to scout it out, see what other people are doing wrong, and then go... How, how do you find just going straight out of uni, going into this, and would you recommend it to others?
1: Uh, yeah, 100% recommend it. I just think you learn, like, so much. So much, even though, you know even though maybe what you're learning isn't particularly like the right way of doing things that you would learn in the company, or but you know, at the same time, what is right and wrong? And sometimes we think, God, you know, I wish we'd had maybe a lot of experience under our belt beforehand, because we, we'd be able to pull this off just like, like that, like really easily, if we did. And other times, I'm like, you know, the whole reason why we're, we're doing this well at the moment is because we're young. And because we've got kind of like a carefree attitude and because we're just going out there and doing it, you know, there's, there's nothing holding us back, which is, the, which is our real sort of USB here just as, um, as business owners. That is the big thing. You know, we go out there and we do it. We, we can't, you know, we don't have responsibilities, family, et cetera, et cetera.
0: So for everyone considering going out and doing something a bit unusual, whether it's starting your own thing or joining another dreamer with their idea, this might be one of the main messages. Why not? Even if after a few months you decide it's either not going anywhere or it's simply not the right place for you anymore. Having worked in a startup shows future employers that you're willing to work hard. Being exposed to so many different dimensions of a business in a small team can also help you decide where you want to specialize. Whether it's marketing, operations, finance, it all is very valuable experience that might take years to get in a bigger company.
1: Run before you can walk. Why not go for it, reach for the stars? Like, you know, at this age, you know, the very worst thing can happen is you fail and failing isn't a bad thing. You know, um, failing is not a bad thing at all, actually. You learn, you learn more from failing than you do anything else. So definitely run before you can walk and go out and reach for it.
0: Isn't that a lovely message to end on? Personally, I do really agree with what Henry is saying here. I mean, I produce this podcast all by myself, with no clue where to even start. I'm sure you've noticed by now that I'm by no means a podcast pro, but you know what, that's fine. It taught me so many things and I'm really enjoying it so far. And even if all that comes out of this is meeting great people on the way, as far as I'm concerned, that's more than I could ever ask for. Before I leave you, here's where you can not only find the dealer app, but also Henry and Ed, if you want to drop them a question about their business.
1: Yeah, you can find us both basically iTunes, um itunes store or um google play um website i mean basically just just dm us dm slide us a dm on instagram facebook um i mean we're always here to help like we we really like actually when people we have quite a lot of our mates or or say finalists at at uni who um you know ed and i are there very much we're not at we're not the finished school yet at all we are like in the middle of it, and we could still very much be down the drain in about six months' time. And I think it's really important for people who want to start an in- start an industry to you know to talk to us about it because we're going through like the- we're going through it at the moment, really, um, and that's and that's really good. I think people have valued our um, valued our chat actually when the- when talking to us about it because we think you know people come into say um, seminars and lectures and stuff like that and they're like 45 year old Gary Franks who've, who've been successful now to do it and they just talk in really you know easy terms about how you know not successful they've been or how easy it is to do it and then they walk out the room and you just, as a 21 year old like what with us you know there is so many peaks and troughs and trials and tribulations and we know right now because we are living it we are experiencing it what you should do and you shouldn't do at the start in order for you to try and be the best that you can be.
0: Please do give them a follow on their social media. And if you live in Oxford, Manchester, Liverpool, Cambridge, or Swansea, please go download their app and get yourself one of the discounts. I mean, who doesn't enjoy a discounted burger and give it to charity at the same time? Exactly. See you next time. Bye.